And we're back again, two weeks in a row. Who would have thought it? Honestly, though, we haven't been this consistent in ever months. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ever. ever. Just, just ever. We're coming up. We, we, we are at a year now. We've been doing this. I thought it was been longer than a year. It has been. It's been yeah. like a year and some change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, technically this is third season. We've taken our breaks, but. Yeah, we've been we've been out of the year and some change, and uh, we've made it way farther than I thought I would originally. We made it further, and yet we haven't improved on the consistency as much. That should say something about our tenacity. <laughs> Is that what it says? Okay. Yes, our our tenacity at yeah. doing this well, podcast. We'll, we'll go with that. Okay, our tenacity. <laughs> what are you uh, What are you drinking, Dylan? Oh, uh, air. That sounds about. I'm right. drinking air because. I do nothing but blow hot air. Nice. That's why I do a podcast with you. You probably thought of that all day. Came up with it right now. (laughs) That's that's me, Mr. Comedy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm just drinking wine. $4 (laughs) bottle of wine from Trader Joe's. (laughs) Organically grown grapes. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah, Yeah. it's actually really good for $4. Okay. I'm I'm not a huge red wine guy. I didn't oh, used to be, and then I don't know why. It just came out of nowhere. Now I just, I love them. I, probably more than whites. I, I like whites. Whites are good. I used to like the sweeter, a sweeter white, but now uh, I'm just like, red, yeah, red, and it doesn't matter yeah, how fits, dry. Fits your life and your personality. Exactly. Filled with passion, but dry and, and bitter, bitter and dry. Bitter and lonely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Most people buy it in a box by themselves. Well, come on now, give me some credit. <laughs> I I have uh, never in my life had boxed wine. Really? N- yeah. I think probably the one exception is when I had sangria and it was made with, the base was boxed wine. Mm. But, um, yeah, other than that, I'm never. To, I'm trying to think if I've ever had, bo- I don't think I've ever had boxed wine before. I just, it's, it's, I just can't. I can't give in to it just on principle. I I won't ever do it just because I know if I get to the point where I start buying boxed wine, I hit rock bottom. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm not I'm not that far from it, and I it's that one thing that's keeping me from just plummeting those last few pieces. I don't buy boxed wine. I drink Mike's Hard Lemonade. What? <laughs> I mean, we all have our ways of getting by. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, this week, so recently, I've been watching, uh, old SNL skits, specifically the Celebrity Jeopardies with Will Ferrell and Sean Connery. I love those. Because those are, those have aged very well. Those are hilarious. And they're still absolutely oh, yeah. hilarious. I still die laughing every single time I watch any of them. They're so funny. Was there... Did you just recently stumble upon them, or was there a new one that just came No, out? I was just... I don't remember what I was doing. I think I was just looking at YouTube videos, and uh, I think when, an old... At work when you weren't doing Yeah, at work else. when I was yeah. doing <laughs> uh, And one of the suggestions was an older SNL. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll go down a bit of a rabbit hole of older SNL skits. Those, yeah, were, always, those were always funny. And then one of those suggestions popped up, the Will Ferrell Celebrity Jeopardies. I thought, oh, these are these are always good. And I started watching, and they are just as funny. Yeah, if they, not, they, probably funnier. They are hilarious. Um, my <laughs> one of my favorite. 
So you know how he, he always mispronounces yeah. what it is to something inappropriate. My favorite one was Let It Snow when he said oh. Let It Snow. <laughs> I just watched that one today. It's so funny. I can reach a back that says Let It Snow. Uh, That's not what your mother said last night, Trebek. <laughs> Uh, my favorite one is uh, when it says an album cover, and he goes, oh, "I'll take anal bum cover for six hundred Trebek." That's an album cover. No, it says anal bum cover. I've been trying to make one of those for years. It's my greatest regret in life. It's, it's uh, so good. Or the uh, uh, I'll take the penis mightier. <laughs> That's the pen is my tear. Right. No, it's not Trebek. That's not what your mother said last night. One of my, one of my absolute favorite uh, SNL skits of all time. Since we're going down this rabbit hole, um, it of course comes from the legendary late Chris Farley, and it was this. It was one of those like SNL commercials, and it was uh, it was about like switching out his coffee. For these like decaf coffee crystals, and uh, it's pretty fucking hilarious. So we're gonna listen to it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Uh, Chris Farley was quite the uh, yes, the legend. And then 
the other, the only other one I want to highlight. There's of course like thirty just from Chris Farley, but yeah. the other one it's it's uh, it's a parody of an SNL uh, an SNL midday show. Um, I don't know if it's still on the air because it's it was called Delicious Dish. Now they have something called Splendid Table. I don't know if that's like a newer thing of what know. this used to be, but um, we won't. We won't play the whole thing because it's kind of a longer one, but uh, it's with Alec Baldwin talking oh. about this uh, <laughs> this family <laughs> recipe of this this dish. It's very funny.
There's the sweaty balls yeah, the joke. Sweaty I was balls. waiting for it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. No one can resist my sweaty balls. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love those kind of skits. Yeah. SNL, like, I think overall, SNL, most of the, what they produce is eh, especially nowadays. I feel like they're, you know, their peak days are behind them. Yeah. That's what everyone Every says. now and then, you know, they still create a gem. Um, but, I mean, some of these are just so classic, oh, so, so hilarious. You know, the ones with Chris Farley, Alec Baldwin, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's are always yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Or, who's the... Oh, he hosts Black Jeopardy? What's oh, his name? Uh, his are... Something Thomas. I don't remember. His are always... He, yeah. I always laugh at his. Yeah, his are a, so He's funny. one of the only, like, still funny people yeah. that are actually on there. Oh, there's another one. I thought it was really funny. It has, uh, who's the, the one of the guys from, Zombieland? The older guy. What's his name? The older guy, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, okay. yeah, it has Woody Harrelson on it. The well, first one is like Bill Murray. No, 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 not, not, not Bill Murray. <laughs> I wouldn't forget who Bill Murray is. There's one where he is a, a host on a game on one of the ga- dating game shows, and there's these three guys, and of course the girl comes out. And he's describing her. He's oh, he, she likes this. She's like that. Blah blah blah. She's also my daughter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes. He starts asking questions, like, or the the girl starts asking questions, like, "What would you What would you do if you took me on a date?" And of course, all their answers are just the most polite, respectful answers you can imagine. Like, "Oh, I would I would take you on a date and bring you home early because I respect your father and all that." Right. And then uh, Woody Harrison character is all right. I'm gonna go behind the curtain. And she's gonna ask you some questions that I'm not gonna hear, and you guys gonna answer everyone. So he leaves. She asks him questions, and it's just like the dirtiest, raunchiest answers like possible. Was this called Matched? It might be. Let's. And he, he comes back, and he's like, "All right, time to hear those answers that you guys just gave." And the the, the death on their face is just amazing.
like my my favorite line of the whole thing is can't can't shake hands with a ghost. Can't shake hands with a ghost. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, that one's one of my favorites for a while. It's so it's so good. I have not seen that one. Some of the ones, some of their best ones are like some of the more widely known ones, like the Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, the one where Black Jeopardy. Uh, with Tom Hanks. That one's really good. That one's one of the best SNL skits. That ever. one's so good. I don't know why. I, unrelated. I was thinking about that earlier. Too. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I don't see that. I don't remember why. But I, that came to that me. One's, I love that one. That one's so, so good. It is very funny. There's another bit of sketches. Might as well just go on a YouTube sketch parade. Yeah, why not? The, uh... Com... Or... I think it's... No. Is it Comedy Central or College Humor? has it's college humor they have these ceo videos where they they interview quotation mark a ceo and they have they have some that are pretty cool they have one where they interview the guys that make t- the tide pods <laughs> uh they have the one of the best ones is uh jewel the vape yeah, e-cigarettes I say, I just saw that, that right one's there. that one's so good because they are apparently they got in trouble for marketing to children or something like that yeah and so in it, the CEO is like, we promise, like, we will not be, like, it is for adults. We will not be marketing to children. So we have this new product, uh, a our jewel box, which lets you quick carry around your your jewel vape, and he brings out and a children's lunchbox. He's like, <laughs> are you kidding me? He's like, are you, like, he's like, who who would do this? And the guy in the back is like, oh, I, I would. He's like, you, you would carry this around in a jewel. Yes, sir. Like, let me see it. You don't have it? Why? Oh, because your your child thought it was their lunchbox and took it to school? You see my point? <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad, glad we got on that. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna have a little throwback here. Uh oh. Um, as you may recall, hopefully you recall. If, if any of our listeners <laughs> have been there since day one. First of all, thank you if you're still listening. Yes. That's amazing. Well, yeah. I would have uh, given up on us a long time oh ago. Oh god, thanks so much. Um, our first episode ever, I talked about Lacroix. Yes, do you remember I that? do remember that. I think we made fun of it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we there was a lot of making fun of it for me. I was defending the idea of it because um, I still love seltzer water. I just bought more tonight. I helped you. Yeah, I helped you carry it in, in. <laughs> uh, and I already had some left in my fridge. You know, I love. Um, but uh, you know, we are coming to the end of this decade. We are. Um, we only have a few weeks left of the entire decade. Um, and this past week, uh, New York Magazine, um, their Grub Street, I believe that, that that is a publication within New York Magazine, like a, its own, it's not its own publication, but it's like its own, it's like, I don't know how to, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's <laughs> own. About food. Something. As you can guess. Um, They dubbed this decade the Seltzer Decade. 
yeah, yeah. Well, it's... <laughs> but here's the thing. So they, uh, so they, they brought up some specific numbers here. Um, Spindrift. I don't know if you've ever had that. What is that? It's a seltzer. It's a type of seltzer. A type of sparkling water. Okay. It's, it's good. Um, it's at, you can get it at Starbucks. Um, and actually, honestly, Starbucks is one of the only places I've seen it sold. Ah, uh, yes, the, the the drink that everyone gets well, when they go to Starbucks. I, I mean, well, I've seen it at Aldi, but it was a special buy, so I don't know where they normally sell it. The year of seltzer, where you can only buy one specific <laughs> they just seltzer started in one with restaurant. That. Shut up! It's essentially so they have their seltzer. It's seltzer, but with flavor. No, with a little bit of of. of pressed juice. So it's not like a sparkling juice. It's very much water. Um, it's just it's essentially uh, you know like LaCroix, it's just added natural flavor. This is essentially added natural flavor that comes directly from the fruit. It's not enough to m- make it sweet or to make it taste exactly uh, like that. It's essentially like a, a more holistic way of getting the flavor. So it really is a can of salsa water where piece of fruit spit into it to give it flavor pressed the juice is pressed into it anyway that debuted in 2010 and according to this uh, article 2011 was when the great seltzer boom truly took off so we as we talked about in our first episode LaCroix sales surged nearly uh, 73 sorry 73% um, in 2018, Poland Springs and Pepsi rolled out their own sparkling water brands, and Coca-Cola bought Topo Chico, which was a uh, a uh, sparkling mineral water brand out of Monterey, Mexico. Um, but as of recently, um, Lacroix sales—this actually referred to this as a bubble, the bubble of seltzer. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it burst. Uh, about time. <laughs> the LaCroix, specifically, their sales tanked earlier this year. It probably doesn't help that earlier this year they were accused of not using natural flavors like they claim on their can. <laughs> that'll, that'll do it. I don't know what happened with that. I never saw any follow-up. They might still be, it might still be litigated because they sued because they said that's not, you know. Um, yeah, go ahead and look. Uh, so, but it, so the claim is that they're not using natural flavors; they're using genetically modified artificial flavors. So I don't know whatever came of that. That's that was the accusation. So I'm sure that that had something to do with it. I also I've always said Lacroix is fine, but it's not as good as uh, Waterloo, which is what I buy, which is what I got tonight. I think it's a lot crisper. It's non-GMO certified. There's no added citric acid, or and it's uh, better filtered water, so it's uh, higher quality than Lacroix. Did you find anything? No, not really. Says one Lacroix, safe, yes, natural, complicated. I don't know what that means. Was that just the headline? That's yeah, just the headline. What's the publication? MotherJones.com. Oh, Mother Jones. Mm. Uh, Lacroix faced lawsuit over its natural flavors. I don't care enough for the. I'll be honest. <laughs> okay, well, someone else can fact check it because yeah. I don't care enough either. I don't drink it much anymore. Um, but they finished saying we've lived through a golden age of seltzer, and we we've realized from that no water doesn't have to be boring. It's been ten years of all seltzer all the time, and every sip has felt like a party. <laughs> but nonetheless. 
they're making the claim it's over. We're in such a weird time in history. I don't, I don't agree with that in general. I mean, maybe it's not, we're not in the middle of a boom or a bubble anymore, but like, like what's the, I, I'm curious, like, what's the point? Like, it's not like it's going to go away. Waterloo's not going to go out of business. LaCroix's not going to disappear from shelves. Anytime. It does sound like they're 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 at the grave of LaCroix. Yeah, like pouring one out exactly. for the boys. That's exactly what it sounds like. I think if anything, the bubbly brand, which is Pepsi's, that'll probably be one of the first ones to go. Um, Spindrift, who hell who the hell knows what's going on with them? If they're only being sold at Starbucks, who knows? Um, yeah, <laughs> I haven't even heard of it until now. Yeah. Um, I don't think LaCroix or Waterloo is going anywhere. I think, I, I, you know, I, I understand why they mentioned Topo Chico, but I've always, I, I don't classify that as the same because that's, that is a sparkling water, but it's not a seltzer water. Technically, it's always called itself a mineral water. So that, San Pellegrino, Perrier water, those are more like luxury mineral water brands. Not so much the same as flavored seltzer water. It's weird hearing someone discuss s- sparkling water like someone would discuss a craft beer. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I think certain people, especially, you know, people who maybe like, you know, coffee fanatics or beer fanatics, they, you know, they, they will be at the forefront of saying that coffee tastes different. You know, Folgers is not the same as Starbucks, is not the same as the local roastery. Yeah. That special roastery. I've, I've met people like that. They're no. pretentious pricks. Well, okay. Maybe maybe so. But uh, same with beer. You know, I, I'm, I'm unfortunately all of them. You know, I'll do... God, why am I friends with you? <laughs> but I am also that way with mineral water because you can taste the difference. You can taste... There is a difference <laughs> between Waterloo, which is why I buy it, and LaCroix. And there is a significant difference between Topo Chico and San Pellegrino. San Pellegrino is not crisp at all. It's it, and it goes flat very fast. It's 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 fine if you can drink the whole 750 milliliter bottle in under a minute, you know. Other than that, which you shouldn't do. Other than that, it's like Topo Chico is so so crisp. It's one of the crispest the most crisp I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Probably, I'm just making words up. It's it's the it's one of the best mineral waters because of how crisp it is. There it, is a difference. This is the widest conversation. Look, remember remember a few weeks ago or a few episodes ago. So you know, three months ago, um, I brought up that astrology for different for uh, times of uh, un. Certainty. I think it was that. It was in the oh, I, mean, I remember you bringing it was some my, sort of astrolo- astrology. It was my right worst there. of the week. It was okay, like I yeah. read this article and I hated it so much. I think so. I that is. Maybe remember that. Maybe that's this and that. That's me. That you were. I, was, I hate <laughs> everything that's coming out of your mouth. No, <laughs> I, it is different. Okay, I'm just saying it is different. Okay, like to each his own. But still, like I hate everything you just said. That's fine. Well, there's nothing new going on then. <laughs> nothing new under the sun. All right, oh to, to, we'll move past that. We'll we'll move beyond the sparkling water. Now all of our listeners are aware seltzer's dead, according to these people. <laughs> yes, go stock up now. Yeah, get it while you can. Yeah, Twenty twenty comes, it's just it's yeah, gone. Yeah, you got three weeks. Get to get to your local warehouse club and buy, and buy as much all. as you can. It's all gone. Yeah. it's all downhill. <laughs> Everyone's realized that. 
that taste they were imagining it the whole time. It's all fake. It's all See, lying. I thought it was going to be more of a decade of craft beers because those seem to have really been on the rise in the last decade. Or yeah, so. but I don't think they're going away like seltzer is. Seltzer's continuing to tank over the past year. Small brew, small breweries, and craft beer is up and is still up. So that's why I think it would, it would be down. the decade of it because it, it's seen such a huge uh, boom and think, it's still I going. Think maybe their point is that it's going beyond this decade when uh, Seltzer was yeah. just within this decade, probably. Okay. Like the fad of the decade. Yeah, maybe. Okay, that's fair. If, yeah. Again, well, well, I, well, I have okay. about it. Well, I guess, what would be your uh, like food? Food of the decade. What's the food of the decade? You know, I'll tell you what. Came and came and gone. I will. I'll answer. I'll try to answer this. But we should. We should have a larger conversation about this for the an end of the year episode. Oh really? Like a okay. Yeah, maybe the best of the decades kind of. Best of the the decades. Best and worst of the decade. That's yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um. Look at that. See, we're just. Plan on the head. I already, I already have some ideas. Yeah, there you go. I, I have, there's one particular where it's... <laughs> oh, God. I, like it, it happened, and then it just stopped happening. Right. And everyone just kind of forgot about it, so... All right, well, yeah, yeah. the anticipation's killing us. We, we'll, we'll come back to that. I'll start but, making my list. Yeah, but to answer this question, since it's been posed, um, I, I honestly, I don't know. So, I mean, if we're thinking about something that grew to popularity... And its popularity has been unique to, the, to this decade. Is it, it isn't likely to go beyond it. Um, I don't know if this is backed up by by data, by 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 fact. I'd be curious. Um, I think specialty ice cream. Mm. Because I've seen a lot pop up in the last decade. Yeah. But I haven't seen as many pop up. Now, I don't know if they're disappearing. I don't know if some have closed down. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that I could be entirely wrong about that by the numbers. So I'll have to look into it. But for me, you know, I mean, in this city alone, so we had Kaiser's, which, you know, really suffered under that damn streetcar project because they destroyed half of Midtown trying to put that thing in. And Kaiser's had to close for half the week because they weren't getting any business. Um, and their their ice cream used to be homemade. I think for they had to start incorporating non homemade ice cream in it at some point. So it's nowhere near what it was. Yeah, I do. I do remember there was. There's another one downtown. Capitals. Capitals. That's what which I'm is also about. in Midtown. Yeah, <laughs> right about a block away okay. from from Kaiser's. Um, that one, I guess, is a really big deal. Kind of expensive, but I've, every time I've been there, it's fucking line. It's. I've never been. To, I'm not. I'm not. I've fan never of gone it. in. I it's okay. Never, that's the thing. I feel like I, that's all I've heard. I, it's okay. Yeah. Like so many. Th- it's like a. It's a cool thing there, that came to our city, yeah. so everyone freaked out. About I went it. there. I think once. I've only. Been, I've been there once or twice, and it, it's just like, hey, you want some ice cream with some crazy amount of crap on it? Right. Okay. Like I'll try it, and then it's sure. it's all right. But yeah. I I would much rather prefer to like go to Brahms and get one of their milkshakes because. I love Brahms ice cream. Cause I'll always reject Brahms. No, I'll always reject you, so. Fuck you. Like. Fuck you. Um, one of the most popular ones, and I still would, I'd still pick it probably over anywhere else in the city, is uh, Roxy's. I haven't been there. Really? I yeah. love Roxy's. Their ice cream's really good. But they kind of, they, they are unique in that they kind of, uh, they also make their own soda. 
So they're kind of they kind of pursue the 1950s soda ice cream bar thing. But yeah, um, I I don't know if it's a thing that because it could also just be unique to Oklahoma City. Because I'm gonna say at least back in Alaska, I don't. There's is there much there, of a market for ice cream? So fun. So Alaskans <laughs> eat more ice cream per capita than any other state. Really? Yeah, we eat tons of ice cream. It's because we're depressed from the darkness. Well, it's like got nothing else to do. Yeah, we got nothing else to do, so we hunt and kill yourselves. Yes. Like, yeah, but yeah uh, there was no like it might be an Oklahoma thing, but there was yeah. no. But of course, it's Alaska. Not really. Yeah. Things don't really go up there unless they want to die or <laughs> hide. I think. Uh, I think you know. So that's my answer now. I'll, try and come up with something a little bit more informed um but i'll tell you <laughs> if we don't have to touch on best and worst of the decade you just brought up brahms one of the worst things i read this entire decade was this puff piece in the la times about how great brahms is if i remember correctly the author was like an oklahoma native living in la now writing for la Times. Oh, and it was just so annoying. It was just like, oh my god, Brahms is literally the best thing ever. And there was like suddenly all these suddenly all these people who never ever talk about Brahms, never in their life have mentioned it on social media, are suddenly kissing the ass of this of this this uh, ice cream place. And I'm thinking like, how much did Brahms pay for this piece? Because there's no way. Why would they pay for a piece in LA Times? Because that's what the public that's what public relations. There's no Brahms. In, I don't think there's Brahms even even in Ken, California. Is there? I, I that's the thing. I don't remember. I can't remember if they said that they just opened some out there. I have to look at the piece again. Why, why do you hate Brahms? Why do you not like their ice cream? You want to know why, why? they open it in LA Times? Because LA Times is a third-rate newspaper, just like Brahms is a third-rate oh ice my cream God. place. Because they can't <laughs> afford to pay off the New York Times, or the Wall Street Journal, or the Washington Post. So they got to go to some... Brahms up in Washington or New York. Why would they do that? It doesn't make any sense. Well, what the, why would they do the LA Times? I don't know. Look, I just, I, I mean, something happened there. No one thinks, wow, what a great place to eat. It's not like there's always... I don't go there for food. I go there like for the ice cream. There's shit on the floor, and the people are rude, and the food is overrated, and the ice cream is okay at best. The ice cream's amazing. No, it's not. The ice cream is so good. Oh, my God. The only you're thing... The, you're the only, only person I know that doesn't like Brahms. The only... That's not true. I've met other people... Oklahoma natives who don't like Brahms. They're, they're not a lot. Oh, well, y'all suck. So, but they yeah. exist. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. There is the one thing. The one thing I'll give them credit for. They, I don't know if it's a co-op or if they own them directly, but they control their supply chain and all of the, the cows. So they don't, they don't put uh, certain hormones, they don't use certain hormones on the cows. The way that so many other farms do, and that's almost every single thing of their milk at the top says, um, "What yeah. is it made without?" I mean, it's not made. Yeah. Well, they only they only open without up, this hormone. I mean, like they only open stores that are within one day drive of their farms. Yeah, or their or their, like or their plants. Like, I'll give them, that's great. I'll give them credit for that. I I think that that that's probably the only. Good thing about their their oh, business gosh. model. The only good thing about anything that they do, uh, <laughs> but that I mean, oh my god, that's gonna be that's gonna be a long episode. Oh, the the, the best at work of the yeah, that was just oh, earlier. I've got so like I already have two that I'm, I'm yeah, ready to go. That was just earlier this year. I mean, we got, oh, we got nine ten, other years to go. Ten years. 
of just random shit. Yeah, we'll have to make that's that. happened. That's gonna be an extended episode. That'll be that'll be all we can talk about. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna be a long one. Yeah. It's gonna be a fun one though because there's a yeah. lot of stuff that has happened since 2010. Oh yeah, there's been a lot of crazy we'll stuff. Do, we'll, do, we'll we'll reserve like a Friday night. Just Hang out and eat and drink and, and just talk, yeah. yeah. Basically, it's eating pizza, drinking beer, yeah. talking about how crazy the last 10 years were. Okay, um, all right, so moving beyond that, we'll save the best parts of that for another episode. Yeah. Uh, your turn. So, yep, yeah, so uh, love talking about movies, mm-hmm. movies are great. I swear uh, this movie, this podcast has become it's it's becoming a bit like of a movie yeah, movie. which I'm fine with. Yeah, I'm I'm here. Well, for we also because we got the the AMCA lister, so we're just seeing yeah. any movie that comes out basically. Literally every single one of them that we want to see, we see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we written saw. So I finally saw Knives Out, which was fantastic. Oh my god! Yeah, it was so good. So yeah, we couldn't talk about that last week because you hadn't seen it yet. Yeah, so, so yes. I figured we'd bring it up yes. now because yes. it's such a great movie. Yes, it is. Uh, it, as I was watching, I just all I could think of think of a lot of times was Agatha Christie. Mm. It was it took so much inspiration from Agatha Christie oh, yeah. that I was I was I was pleased yeah. because yeah. Agatha Christie is one of the greatest, if not the greatest mystery novel writer of all time yeah there's a reason why people who don't even read have heard her name you know yeah. like i mean everyone knows <laughs> everyone's like oh it's it's very active christian like oh okay yeah right. everyone every, exactly uh, and then there were none death on the nile murder on the yeah, Orient express yeah. just like like some of her top three really oh my god murder on the Orient express so did good. you see that yeah i, mean, I did i, I, I loved, loved it. it i thought it was great it was so good I think, if I remember correctly, like, you know, critical reviews were like, eh, you know, it was okay. I loved it. I, I really liked it. I, I, rumor is, I think I saw someone that they're making Death on the Nile next. Ooh. Which I'm, I haven't read that one. I need to. That would be something. Uh, yeah, I was really curious because I'd, I'd read more Murder on the Orient Express before the movie comes out. Just because mm-hmm. I just kind of like to do that. I like to read books before they come out in movie form. And I was curious to how it was going to be because most of the book is him just... Uh, the main detective just sitting down and just talking to people and then yeah. putting their stories like back to back to back and seeing like alright you know what makes sense what stands out right. and I was kind of curious and they did a really good job of making yeah. it interesting yeah. of just a police interview basically yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a very long police interview but it was very very interesting yeah. the whole time you're like, wait what's going like how's it happening yeah. even, even though I, like, I knew what was going to happen I was like oh my goodness like this is this is crazy. And there was such a bombshell cast there. Oh, it was amazing. And so many fantastic actors. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, my uh, I I I gotta say. So so the, probably the movie. Like in of this type of genre, um, that blew my mind the most with the twist was probably Gone Girl. Um, mm. I hadn't read the book. I was gifted the book before the movie came out, but I didn't. I didn't read it. It's actually sitting right there. Oh, really? I haven't. I, I haven't read it before the. So I. So I. And I was like, with this kind of movie, David Fincher behind it, and and this cast, I kind of want to just see the movie. Um, so I. So I did, and I mean, it was just like what, and and that. So that probably more than anything. You know, I know, like, Girl on the Train, I think, tried to mimic that and yeah. failed to do that. It was okay. It wasn't, wasn't great. It wasn't, was not Gone Girl. 
Um, but then this 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 was this was close. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like Gone Girl was like quite so like suspenseful in that. Yeah, regard. it wasn't as violent. Yeah, it wasn't as violent. It wasn't as dark. It was. It wasn't fun. David Fincher. It was so much you know? fun though. Yeah. It was, it was so it was, much fun. Yeah, and it definitely was. Like, I, I didn't know. Oh, I had I, I didn't really have a guess. I mean, because I was like, how did anyone do it? Like, yeah. That, it, the whole, it really did throw me because at the beginning I was like, oh, like, I was like, oh, maybe she yeah. didn't. And then it kind of happened more and more. I was like, oh, like, I really had no idea how it was going to end. Yeah. And it, I thought Ryan Johnson, who gets so much hate for the Star Wars movie, <laughs> deservedly so. Yes, he does, yeah. He did, this, was a, this was a great movie. Yeah. It was really, it was fantastic. It's... You know, the entire time I actually thought he just wasn't dead. I had thought I about... I thought he pulled yeah. some kind of nonsense. Okay, I wouldn't, I don't think it is that. I thought... Yeah, I don't even, yeah, I wasn't. But, but I knew, so, spoilers? Yeah, it's been out. It's been out for a little bit. Several weeks. So... Uh, a month, almost a month. So I didn't like I yeah. So I didn't know what was going on for like most of the time. I was like I never I didn't predict it at the end. But the one thing that I noticed, uh, like the very beginning of the movie, there there's like a mention of the dogs barking a second time that waking someone up. And I remember that. And then through everything that was happening, I was like oh my like what is going on? And then I was like wait like what about the dogs? What about the dogs? So yeah. I kind of knew that there was there was something else going on. I, just, I had no idea. Yeah what it was it was yeah. that was so that was great yeah it was so good yeah uh, terrible family i know <laughs> they're the worst it's like it's there's just like this this relief that none of them got the money oh i was so happy <laughs> yeah i'm so happy that none of them got the money yeah. they're just awful yeah it was and i and i loved it was it was subtle but just the way that they treated the nurse yeah. Um, what's her, what was her name? Where? I don't remember. Um, but just like she's from Uruguay, she's from Paraguay, she's from she's yeah. from somewhere For, south. Every family was like, oh, like I, I wanted to have the funeral, but I got outvoted. Like, right, every yeah. member told everyone. Like, everyone who, was, like, 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 oh, like who? Yeah. They all went, like I was just oh like you guys are the worst. Yeah. You're and, the and worst. The, I think one of my favorite um, when they so they they're talking about immigration. Um, oh, that, so they turn to her and ask her what she thinks. She's obviously uncomfortable, and the guy, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's husband, he's like he's talking. He like hands her like the plate. Like, oh, I thinking. noticed that. And he, she, I thought, she takes it and is oh, like, "What? Oh, he's I hated that. <laughs> that, like, was, that made me so mad. I was like, what an asshole. She's a family friend. She's like family, and yet she's nothing more than the nurse, the servant. Yeah, but, you know. no, they, they were the uh, worst. Yeah. I was happy. I was happy, like, the, the, the subtle thing at the end where she's on the balcony looking down at them. She, like, lifts her mug, and it says, like, my house. Yeah. Across. <laughs> I was like, yeah! Uh, that was, uh, I love that yeah. scene. It was so good. Yeah. It was really good, because it really had been going of, I think the part that really threw me was when they went to go to the uh, oh the uh, the the autopsy place where all the the, the blood and the data and the the body was kept yeah. and it was completely burnt down. Yeah. That's when I was I was like I have no idea what's going yeah. on. I have no idea yeah. what is happening. For for you know time there I was like. Uh... Also, Chris Evans is like, uh, you know, a redemptive character. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, oh, Chris Evans ended up like, oh, no, Chris no, Evans never mind. is no, <laughs> He's the worst. Uh, and then uh, we just the other day saw Dark Waters. That was fantastic. You know, one of the first things I did when I got home. So, 
I I I recognize. I knew that Teflon was something that wasn't around as much anymore. I didn't know if it was banned yet. There was an agreement that by 2014 it was phased out of everything. So it doesn't exist, but if you still have a pan, it's not like it's illegal to own. So if you still have a pan you bought pre-2014, especially late 90s, early 2000s, you know, very, very significant chance. If it's a non-stick, very, very significant chance. It's, it has... Teflon. PFO8, yeah. Uh... Definitely. It, so. so, 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 so those dark waters is about. Yeah, I guess we should start there. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the whole Dupont lawsuits scandal investigation concerning PFOA, aka Teflon, and the toxicity and health risks presented to humans yes. from Teflon. Yes. They're um, high. Yes. It, Insanely high. It is one of those quote unquote forever chemicals. Um, I one of the first things I did when I got home that night, I I have I have a nonstick pan, and it's it's made by Tefl T E F L I believe I think that's how okay. you pronounce it. They make fantastic cookware, um, but it was a nonstick, and I'm like Tefl Teflon Tefl Teflon. And I was like, <laughs> oh no! I mean, like I just bought it last year, but like now I'm worried. So I go to their website. I go. I found. I find the pan that I had. Uh, and, you know, I look at product information. I look at um, questions. I look at questions. Literally, the first one is, does this pan have PFOA in it? So, like, clearly huh. it's a concern. And it says, yeah. no, none of our products have PFOA in it. It is uh, some, I don't remember exactly what it said. But I was like, so this is clearly a, a question because of what the this name, happened. Yeah. Clearly this is... This is something that's on people's minds, and it should be, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember, I never knew the specifics, you know, around this time I was a kid. Um, yeah. I, but I remember hearing, like, oh, n- you know, nonstick pans aren't good for you. And, like, well, Teflon pans aren't good for you. But I just was like, well, what about a nonstick pan isn't good for you? And I never researched it oh, no. to find out. Well, so, I mean, yeah. This well, movie educated me on I th- that. When did this movie... When did it start? It was 93 was the beginning of this movie? I don't remember. I mean, it was very, 80s or early 90s. Yeah, it was very... So it was, it was also strange because the entire movie took place throughout the majority of our lifetime. Oh, yeah. Which was kind of weird to think about. It was, yeah, over the course of decades. Yeah. And over decades. And so it was weird seeing like a documentary that happened during our lifetimes... Yeah, because yeah, I remember the Teflon, like, everything was Teflon, and then it just went away, but I don't remember yeah. hearing much about it, because also I was I still a think teenager old, in high school who did not care. Yeah. I still think older generations refer to nonstick pans as Teflon. Probably. It's a, it's I, one if the, I recall, my grandparents, I don't know about now, but, you know, they would they would say Teflon. It was yeah. a regular, everyday household yeah. thing, you know? Well, it's kind of, I guess it's similar to, uh, like, Kleenex. Yeah. Like, everyone calls it Kleenex, but technically that's just the, that's brand. the brand. Or, yeah. uh, wow, there's another one that's similar to that. Uh, Ziploc. Ziploc. It's, it's, yeah. it's technically, it's not, but... Chapstick. Cha- yeah, Chapstick is another that's one. Is it really? Lip balm. Really? Chapstick is just the brand. Ah, I did not know lip that. Lip balm is what it is. Mm. I don't know that. I hate Chapstick, so I always say lip balm. Oh, no. <laughs> so weird. Uh, yeah, so the movie, so in the movie they talk, so it's, it, the whole thing starts with a farmer in West Virginia whose cows, his whole herd of cows die from tumors and sickness and just weird malformities. 
Yeah, it was Parkersburg, West Virginia. It was actually isn't yeah. too far from where I grew up. Ooh. I mean, far enough away. <laughs> far enough away Ooh. that I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so he... Uh, and the farmer knew the, the lawyer's grandmother. And the grandmother reached out to... Or the grandmother told the farmer about her grandson, who was... A de- basically a defense attorney for big chemical companies. Mm-hmm. And so he's, but not DuPont. But not DuPont. DuPont was not, not DuPont. one of their clients, even though they, even though they, they were, were like very buddy-buddy. They were very buddy-buddy. Yeah. Buddy. The, yeah. the lawyer himself was a good friends with... As one of the CEOs of Some DuPont. Executive. Yeah, a, a high-end executive yeah. of, of DuPont at the time. Probably their legal counsel. Yeah, and DuPont, who was a, a big chemical company in America. Oh, yeah. Uh... But as it starts with that, he starts investigating, and then he starts digging and digs a little deeper, and then a little deeper, and little and, deeper. And, and deeper and deeper, and uncovers that Teflon, they've known Teflon to cause cancer, birth cancer, defects, yeah. like several types of cancer, other health risks, since 75, 1975. I think it's 57. Oh, was it 57? Yeah. Okay. It, like, long, 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 long like time. They kept this under wraps. And some of the experiments that they did... Where at one point they just on they, their own employees. on their own employees they laced cigarettes oh with the Teflon chemicals that hey smoke these and then just watched what happened. Every single one of them got sick. Every, yeah, every single one of them ended up in the hospital. Like, I think the, the end of the day. Oh <laughs> uh, like women God. when they had birth defects because they were on the Teflon line, and then they just kept they just kept making it. They're like ah oh, whatever, and then. They were dumping the chemicals near the city, and then it seeped into the water. Mm-hmm. People were drinking it. I think, and my dad told me. So my dad worked for the public health service. And he said that he actually, he had to send uh, people out at that time to do toxicology reports because of this event, and that one of the towns was the water was so polluted with Teflon, they just moved everyone, oh, and they they are currently filtering the water and tapping wells. Dupont is filtering water, tapping wells in the area. But it's not going to be drinkable for the next fifty years. My, I think one of my favorite parts of the entire movie was where they said, almost like it was this moment of justice, and then you heard what they said. The EPA levied their highest fine in the agency's history of sixteen million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they have a billion dollars in profits from Teflon alone. And in, a, in a year, 15. one year, they make a billion. They yeah. made a billion dollars in Teflon, and, and they the got fined sixteen dollars. I think the other line that got me was um, he was talking to one of his other lawyer buddies. He's like, they like they knew, like they knew and uh, didn't like they knew more than the EPA did. And the guy goes. Everyone knows more than the EPA. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. They self-regulate. Yeah. Like that one that one killed me too. Yeah, I think well that what that immediately called to mind was uh, Facebook's billion dollar fine earlier this year, which was huge. Oh really? And like literally that day their stock went up and they increased about five billion dollars in worth just that day. That makes no sense. And their fine was one billion. That was just that day. Like, <laughs> it's like oh yeah, that's like if I find like hey, yeah, you owe me a dollar. Yeah, so, all, okay. all of these nonsensical fines and privacy concerns with yeah. a company like Facebook, you you find them a billion dollars, they'll take it, yeah, and make five billion dollars that day alone. You know, it's it's it, it goes to show just how absurd the the, the way that works. I'm curious now what because earlier earlier this year if you haven't heard about the. The whole Boeing 737 MAX. Yes, we talked about that. We did talk about this. I'm curious if a levy has 
or a uh, so multi-million dollar fine from the FAA onto Boeing. Well, this wasn't even for the Max. This is just that I forgot recently they were accused of installing faulty parts on 737s this year and last year. So, I mean, it's... Okay, so FAA issued a civil penalty against Boeing, which amounts to $4 million. Oh, nice. $4 million to the biggest aviation company in the world. They don't even know what they do anymore. <laughs> they make that much money in probably like a day. Oh, I'm sure it's like in an hour. It's, uh, that's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. Like the, the 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 fines, and then yeah, so also fun. So the lawyer, I forget the lawyer's name. What was his? Which Mark Ruffalo's? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo's character. I don't remember. But so it so this is kind of surprising. It's the the same lawyer doing all the cases basically mm-hmm. since the very beginning of this. He pursued it for like twenty years. Yeah, the same, basically the same case for twenty years. Yeah, and they finally settled. After, you know what was funny? So they they were gonna litigate each single case, you know. Yeah. And so the first case, it was set, you know, they lost, and it was like, like one million dollars. Then it was like three million dollars, and something's twelve million dollars. That right there, uh, it was like fifteen, sixteen million dollars for the first three. There were three thousand three hundred something defendants. Yeah. <laughs> they ended up settling for like six hundred seventy million dollars total. Yeah. So, you know, per per person, per party in this class action lawsuit. I mean, just imagine if those cases were litigated separately. It would have been so much more than that. And the whole goal was to get it. Yeah. So that, you that's know, why, that they, that's why DuPont settled. Yeah. Because like, oh, we the whole are goal losing was a lot of money. to push them as far as they could. But then he was like, wow, this guy actually is going to litigate every single case. Yeah, because, I mean, who so better like, to do it than <laughs> the guy who has been literally doing this case yeah. for 20 years? Yeah. And then he's just, oh, I'll do the next one. He probably just has, like, a yeah. tape hole play. Like, all right, here's my case. Yeah. Pay them $20 million. My fa- yeah, at the very end, um, the judge, you know, said, oh, you're still here. Yeah, and he goes, yep, I'm, I'm still here, still which I thought fighting. was a really good line. And then that's where it ended. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was also really cool. They actually had some, so the the actual lawyer and his wife made a, like, a, an appearance in the movie. A cameo. A cameo so in the movie. Yeah. And then one of the, it, during... The litigations and everything, they kept bringing up a one of the first children to be born with their birth defects because of Tef- Teflon Bucky. He was in the film. He was just kind of like at a gas station. He was like, hey. Like, and and yeah. I was like, oh, like that's kind of crazy. And then at the end, I was like, oh, that's the actual that's the, that's guy. the actual guy. I was that's like, wow, guy. that's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, I think the brother of Tenant, who yeah. was the farmer who started the, the entire started thing. Yeah. He made like a, a quick cameo. So that, yeah. I thought that was... Pretty cool, because yeah. you don't see that very often yeah. with these kind of movies. Yeah, it's like that one scene in Rudy, where Rudy makes an appearance in, yeah. in, in, the, in, the, in the, the the crowd watching the game. Um, but yeah, um, uh, let's, uh, fantastic, fantastic movie. You should definitely see it. So you'll certainly. you'll you'll feel terrible. Yeah, because you'll of sorts. Like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, we all have Teflon in our blood. Fun fun fact. Yeah. Along 99% with of all every, humans have yeah. tef- Teflon in their system, along with, was to believe, every single creature Living on the planet has planet. Teflon in their yeah. blood. Yeah. You can't get rid of it. 
It's in there for life. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Because of like two companies, 3M, 3M and, and DuPont. DuPont. Yep. Everything has Teflon, and for a couple of decades now, that will not change. Until oh no, I don't know. Like I don't That's know. That's the thing. The, it's called a forever chemical because without intentionally it doesn't decompose yeah. it doesn't go away. well that, that's i'm like wondering like how much of that like if if how much of that if any of that is like transferred to like the kids you have I'm sure like are your some, kids blown, born with teflon in their blood I, if you have it in yours i'm sure at least some huh. of it ends up so in it's going to be like a long ass time until a human's born with a negligible amount of teflon in their blood probably jeez well arguably what's already in our bodies is quote unquote negligible yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they said that a bunch about yeah, like, oh, it's yeah, negligible. Yeah. People are just dying from People cancer. People are literally getting cancer, but that's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll finish up with best and worst of the week. I'm I'm still trying to pick between like three worst, and yet I can't come up with the best, and I feel horrible about that. Okay, well, you can take my best, my worst then. I have three worst. I don't yeah, you, like you can you you can you can take my worst <laughs> slot. You can take my worst slot. Uh, you you start. You do your. Okay. Worst. So my my best is the the newest trailer for The Witcher. Actually, I have two bests. Oh, good. So uh, make up for mine. Yeah, the first one is the final trailer for The Witcher came out. I'm super excited about it. Henry Cavill looks awesome as Geralt. I think it's gonna be a great series. I'm super excited. Second best of the week is over Thanksgiving break. I forgot about this. Uh, Watch The Mandalorian, and Baby Yoda is the cutest goddamn thing in the world. I, I love him. I love him so much. As soon yeah. as they get a plush like a plush toy out of Baby Yoda, I'm going to get one. Yeah. Because he's, so, he's so darn cute. Um, so I, I, I'll skip one worse I have, because it's pretty, it's pretty specific to Oklahoma City, so it's, you know, it's for another podcast. Um the worst that I want to start off with, as I'm sure many of you are aware, outside Miami, a um, uh, bunch of police officers decided to shoot a UPS driver dead. Um, I, don't know. I heard about that. <laughs> um, you, know, you know, just a couple of robbers with three grand of jewelry and a bunch of cops decided to show up, use civilians as cover, and then kill all three people. Kill, inc- you know, including the, uh, the UPS the driver. UPS driver. Yeah. It had absolutely nothing to do with it. You know, it's uh, kind of funny that our own police officers have more lax rules of engagement than the fucking military do. But, you know, it's whatever. It's, you know, it's called a police state for a reason. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The next thing, um, this past week, and this is is what the worst part about this. This is the worst of the worst. The worst part about this is that this is just the fucking beginning. So if any of you don't know, this biopic... Of Richard Jewell is coming out soon. What I don't remember what it's called. I don't think it's, is it called Richard. It's called Jewell? Richard Jewell. Is yeah. it okay? I'm looking forward to it so much. I think it's going to be fantastic. And one of the reasons I'm looking forward to it, for those of you who are unaware of what it is, it is about the 96, 1996 or 98. It was 96. Was oh, I don't remember the exact. Uh, there was this security guard, Richard Jewell, who's who pretty much. Uh, Stopped this bombing at the 96, I'm going to just say, Atlanta Olympics. Uh, based on the real guy, and this was a real thing, essentially the media and the, the FBI accused him with without grounds, without much grounds, um, of being a, a part of the yeah, plot. Because he was a white single guy. Yeah, he, he fit the profile for kind of like a lone predator type deal. 
Um, and it is to this day recognized as one of the most abysmal failures of the media and the FBI, really. Um, and it's coming out. It's coming out this month. Uh, I th- if I remember correctly, it's like select theaters this month everywhere, yeah, Christmas January, or January or something. Yeah. I, I hopefully I would love to see it this month if I'm to wait till January. That's fine. But um, it's it's funny because like I just said, it started this week and it's not about to go away. It's gonna run. It's gonna go through to when it premieres. It's gonna continue after that. You can cue the journalists and the blue check marks on Twitter are coming out, defending themselves, and attacking the movie for painting a poor picture of what happened. For there was there's a fictional fictional character in the movie. I think it's it's the one played by Olivia Wilde, where she implies she'll sleep with a source for details. Uh, a number of female. Journalists have complained that that is an old sexist trope. Perhaps it is. It was ninety six. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not. You know, maybe it is. You know, and that's fine. But why are you picking that up and running with it? So you're you're gonna boycott the movie because of that. Forget about the fact that it is highlighting one of the most egregious errors ever by the media and by the FBI. You don't like that there's some sexist trope in it about a female journalist that isn't even explicit. It's just, it's implied at best, according to critics, according to people who've seen the movie. Um, you're going to boycott the whole movie. Something seems off about that. But, but let's give it to you. Let's say that that's a reason to boycott the movie. There was this one, I don't think it's a secret. I don't think it's a secret that... that Clint Eastwood is a, is a conserv- one of the few conservatives in Hollywood. Yeah. He, to his own embarrassment, did the whole empty stool thing at the Republican National Committee or National Convention of several years back. It was like Obama. It, he sat an empty stool next to him and pretended Obama was in it. It was, it was really dumb. Yeah. I don't know. I always try to be funny. He came off as like a senile old man, to be honest, which is almost ageist coming from people who are always complaining about this ist and that ism. It was pretty ageist, the way they were treating him. But, sure, let's give it to him and say that he was he's senile. They came out, there was a few uh, journalists on Twitter I saw, they said, so this movie might be important, but why is Clint Eastwood doing it now? Why is he making it now? Why is he feeding into this Trumpian narrative that, that journalists are somehow fake news? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, hold on. So this... So this scenario that absolutely needs to be talked about, if not, if not more than ever because of this era of disinformation, this example of the media actually literally being fake news, and your problem isn't with that, it's with that it's being made by Clint Eastwood. in 2019 by Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood makes good movies. He does. Every single movie he's ever he made, made He fantastic. makes great movies. So that's really the... That's really the problem here. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the ridiculous civil rights abuses by the FBI. We're not going to talk about how the, the media was pretty much holding hands with the FBI f- completing this ridiculous narrative. We're going to talk about how Clint Eastwood likes Trump. I hate the media so much. It's like, like what? It's, Are it's, you it's, serious? It's just like, it proves the point of the movie. Exactly. I mean, like, I'm not saying it's not a conversation worth having at some point, but like, you people having it right now on Twitter before it's even oh come God. out, really? <laughs> That's insane. I just, it's like you guys are literally proving the point, and it's 
only going to get worse. Um, yeah, so I, anyway, that's my worst. I don't really think I have a, a good, like I said, I'm trying to come up with some nonsense, but we'll just go ahead and call it a week there. I hate your cats. Whatever. Dylan's eyes are hurting, so we got to end it now. Oh, my God. All right, until next week with our fantabulous best of the decade episode. Are we going to do that next week? Well, yeah. When are we going to do it? Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah and, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Best, best of the decade. Best and worst of the decade. Come right. tell you live next week. All right. Live. Yeah, okay. We, we could. <laughs> okay. We could do it on Twitch. <laughs> we could Twitch stream it. I'd love that. Why right. not? Let's do it. Oh, God. We can, we can, we can, we'll think about it. Yeah. That's we'll what consider we'll it. Maybe. Okay. Until next week. Bye, everyone. Carpe Noctum is a production from Gaudium. For fun, for future. Hosted by Dylan Shoop and Dylan Kiefer. Mixed and edited by Dylan Shoop. Quick thanks to bensound.com for our theme music. Join us again next time.